0: Bro's Beer Sports. Well, good morning, America. Your bros. uh, Yours truly, Riley. Uh, I got Justin here with me. Uh, So every week we're going to do a little thing where we we try different new beers. um, and we tell you about what we think about them. Unfortunately, here in Okinawa, Japan, it's a little late. We can't buy any beer right now. So for this particular week, we're just going to talk about our favorite beer. So, Justin, what is your go-to beer? Uh,
1: Riley, I think my go-to beer... And I've been drinking this beer since I was about 16 years old. I'm gonna go with Coors Light. Coors Light, not bad. You know, good light beer. Uh, mm-hmm. You can drink quite a bit of it. Um, I'm, I'm very obviously uh, know that for a fact. So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So a uh, little story to go along with mine. I was, I was, uh, we were in Korea. We were coming back, and we were on ship. We had to stop in Tokyo to pick up some more Marines, and uh, we got a couple of days of liberty down there. And uh, my buddy Jordan and Joe. We went down to this—I uh, don't know what in the hell British pub was doing in the middle of Tokyo, but uh, we went in there and I—I I never had Guinness at all.
1: Guinness is good.
0: Guinness in there on tap, it's man. Oh my God, Guinness on Guinness tap is, good is some good beer. But I'll tell you what, it's not the same out of a bottle or I I, a can. I—I'm a firm I, believer of that.
1: I agree, uh, definitely. If you're gonna get a, a, you know, a higher end beer like Guinness, I think it's got to be from the tap.
0: All right. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Moving on from the beer, uh, we got our sports. Uh, a little segment here. So one of the bigger things that's kind of gone down this week, um, Jadavion Clowney got traded to Houston, or not to Houston, but from Houston Big to news. Seattle. Big news. Justin, what the hell went wrong,
1: man? Um. Well, here's my thing. I think a lot of people are seeing it as uh, maybe Jadavian wanted more money. Houston didn't want to pay him. Uh, obviously that's that's probably what went on here. I think uh, – not to say that Jadavion's not a good football player, but I think Houston was probably a little underwhelmed uh, really with what his yeah, production
0: – Yeah, I got his got stats here. So he's drafted first overall in 2014 – or 2015 draft. Uh, rookie season, uh, he was dealing with those injuries, you know. Uh, injuries. Four, yeah, four and a half sacks, 40 tackles, eight tackles for loss, eight QB hits, 16 – uh, he plays 14 games, starts them all. He's going through some elbow, wrist stuff. He does make the Pro Bowl this season. Six sacks, 52 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, 17 q- quarterback hits. And here's here's where he really starts to become J- Jadavian. Uh, 16 game or in 2017, he plays 16 games. Uh, three fumble recoveries, two forced fumbles, nine and a half sacks, 59 tackles, 21 for loss, and 21 quarterback hits. And then 18. Uh, plays 15 games, starts them all, 9 sacks, 47 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, 21 QB hits. Do you think – because in my mind, I don't think this is what I would have ex- expected from a number one overall pass rusher.
1: Uh, not at all. And uh, I, I wouldn't say they shouldn't have used the number one pick on him because of obviously what you saw him do at, at South Carolina. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely not – I think they were underwhelmed in the sense that they thought he was going to be generational um, across the. I think most of us uh, across that. the line from from JJ, and he just he's just not really a generational talent. A yeah, very very good football player.
0: And another thing for Go me ahead. when I'm evaluating Jadavian Clowney is if I'm an offensive coordinator and I see Houston Texans on the schedule and I feel like I have to throw either either we're double teaming JJ Watt or we're throwing a tight end at him. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, given, you know, oh, yes. situation dictates each yes. different play. That's a lot of attention to give to one guy. And I feel like Jadavian probably gets in a lot of one-on-one matchups. And, and he's only getting, I, would, I mean, nine sacks a season.
1: And not to say, I mean, we're not trying to downplay the fact here that nine sacks in a season is oh, an impressive Oh, for one
0: player? Season. that's a, Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: that's a good season. Um, but yeah I I totally agree with you in the sense that he probably should have had a little bit more production at getting to the quarterback uh, when JJ was in his prime
0: Um, I think Houston kind of that's kind of where Houston was at and I think they were like oh we don't want to give you all this money we got to fix our offensive line for Deshaun Watson we got to we got to you know we got an aging core or running back you know we got to our defense is getting kind of old and and they're they're thinking about where they want to put their money I think and I And they're a little disappointed in Clowney, and they just don't want to give him the Brinks truck. And I can't say that I blame them. So in this trade, the Seahawks give up a third-rounder, Jacob Martin, who's 23 years old.
1: Uh, Young young, and on
0: Yeah, so last year he has 10 tackles, 3 sacks, 2 forced fumbles. Not bad. Right now he might be depth. He might be something. We we, we won't know until the future. They also get... Barcavius Mingo, played two seasons in Cleveland, didn't do much, traded New England, didn't do much, signed an Indy, did a little bit, 47 tackles, two pass deflections, two sacks, and then he signed with Seattle this past offseason, has 48 tackles, two forced fumbles, one sack, and he started 14 games just most of his clear
1: career. I think this is a depth guy for Houston. Uh, most definitely. Not, nothing more than that. Uh, Houston's really looking to, to turn uh, something with that, with that third rounder. Uh, and Jacob Martin. And Jacob Martin. Jacob, obviously Jacob Martin, young and unproven. We don't know what he's going to do yet, but uh, you know he could be something. Yeah. Um, well, of course. But um, going kind of back, um, I think you know Jadavian. I I don't know if he's exactly a a really like a, a sack guy. I don't know if uh, how how big of a pass rusher he really is. I think he's more about getting okay. into the backfield, tackles for loss. Um, you know, breaking into the backfield, getting to the running Disrupting back. Disrupting plays. And, and here's why I say that is because, you know, the sack numbers, while they're not bad, uh, the tackles for loss numbers are incredible. I mean, I, in the last three seasons. The top of the league, I'm sure. The last three seasons, uh, I think he had, he's had 53 tackles for loss. And the yeah. last three seasons, he's also been all, all pro uh, pro or uh, pro bowl. And, uh, but 53 tackles for loss, which I think is like third in the NFL. Like, I mean, that's a shit ton. So, you know, when you see the sack numbers aren't there, you know, he's not right up there with the sack numbers. But, but he's up in the league, for tackles for loss. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a guy who still gets in the backfield. He's going to do a lot of damage. He's a damn good football player. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might change. You know, Seattle could change him. Pete Carroll, very good defensive-minded coach. Uh, you know, notorious uh, defensive coach. As you're defense.
0: talking about Seattle... um their their front seven, I mean it, it's looking pretty pretty gnarly. Uh he signed Ziggy Ansah from the Rams. Real good player. Mike struggles to stay on the field. Always kinda has. I like him though. Uh the Jordan Reed last year had a career year. Obviously clowny. Uh Bobby Wagner, who's you know an excellent player, always has been. KJ Wright, same thing. Uh you they add a first rounder this year. Um LJ Coulier uh, first team All Big Twelve last year out of TCU probably going to be an all right player. I think their front seven looks pretty scary, man. And I think uh, I think you might we might see not Legion of Boom defense, but I think kind of get back maybe to a top tier defensive status. And I think that helps them.
1: I think you're going to obviously. See, I think you'll see a very uh, scary Seattle defense. And I think this trade really boosts Seattle uh, back to being Super Bowl contenders. And I don't really
0: think Seattle gave that much for him, you know.
1: Not at all. Uh, Seattle won this trade through and through. Um, you know, I thought Houston probably could have got more. Obviously, uh, there was talks about maybe Tunsil uh, being on the board, but then they end up getting Tunsil anyway later on. Uh, we'll talk about that trade, but um, – so maybe, you know, maybe they knew what they were doing. Maybe the Tunsil trade that they got. They had that on the on. table. They said, hey, let's go get a draft pick and a couple, you know, a young, unproven guy and another vet uh, bolster our, our depth a little bit. So, you know, um, I was thinking maybe in the beginning that Houston, you know, this wasn't really that good of a trade. But uh, I think it works out pretty good for both sides, really. I think I think Houston, you know. After news
0: job. broke that Learmy Tunsil got traded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, moving on from Jadavian Clowney, um, Andrew Luck retired this season. Uh, and for those of you who don't know Justin and I, um, we are huge Colts fans. We are from Indiana, uh, lived our whole lives there. Um, and it was a real low blow. Uh, just a little, little background for you. So last weekend, uh, we're sitting in my barracks room. And Justin, we're just—I think we're watching a movie. I don't know. We were hungover. It was—it was rough. But he—he uh, he says to me like 9:30 in the morning. He's like, "Hey, dude, I don't know if this is true or not. Probably not. But my—I'm my, getting a notification. Andrew Luck retired. And I was like, "Dude, get the hell out of here. No way. There's no way." And you know, we kind of dismissed it. You know, five or ten minutes. You know how quick news travels. All of a sudden, it's real. The Colts fans are booing Andrew Luck off the field, and. Ten minutes after that, he's crying in a press conference. I mean, we're devastated.
1: I'm still devastated. Absolutely heartbreaking.
0: And the worst part about this is the way social media is. I can't get the hell away from it, man.
1: Oh, even without social media, I don't know if you could get away from this one. I mean, everybody in the world knows, even if you're not a football fan, you knew uh, on that day that Andrew Luck retired.
0: And before we dive into the whole, you know, what happened and, and his stats and everything, I just, it feels real bleak, as a, as a fan of of Indiana sports right now. All Depot's leg is messed up for the Pacers. We don't know if he's going to come back the same or if he's going to come back, you know, without a without a step. We don't know. And now, Andrew Luck retires, and it's just kind of like, we 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 don't know. And yeah. it's a real unsatisfying.
1: A, a total feeling. bomb went off. Um. But I'll tell you, right, I, I don't think it's real bleak. Um, you know, I think I think everything will turn out alright. I think I think Brissett can be the guy here. I really do. Um Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, so I mean what, what happened here in the sense of
0: with Andrew Luck. Oh, uh, I mean,
1: Man. I mean obviously we know the injuries.
0: Yeah. So but do you think anything here's else? here's what happened with Andrew Luck, man. And we we've seen it since the man got drafted. They can't they never tried to get anybody to protect this freaking quarterback. Yeah, he's huge, he's six forty, he's two forty, and he did you know, he would improvise and take some take some shots and that, that is on him. But the man was getting destroyed season in and season out, and frankly it only took three seasons. For him to get hurt, H- hurt good. I mean, the man got a lacerated kidney. And Ryan Grigson just over and over and over would not spend draft picks or cap space on upgrading the offensive line. I think he just he would fall in love with skill position players and take players like Philip Dorsett in the first round. Who I mean, I Philip Dorsett's come to have a pretty good career over there in New England. Nothing against Philip Dorsett, but. That's just that's just not it. Uh, neglect, neglecting Andrew Luck is what happened, in my opinion, from the Colts organization, and I think it doesn't just stem from Ryan Grigson. You know Chuck Pagano, even Jim Irsay. That's how I feel about it. And
1: and I totally agree. I think you know to trot him on the field uh, week after week um, after the injury after the first big injury, um, and and then in the off season to not have the the frame of mind to go get protection uh-huh uh, it really blows me away
0: i mean so i'm looking here at andrew's first three seasons rookie year 11 and 5 23 touchdowns 18 interceptions with sucks he's a rookie 4,374 yards seven game winning drives in the fourth quarter in his rookie year is the record still to this day that's incredible andrew luck comeback kid uh second year, twenty three touchdowns, nine interceptions, three three thirty eight hundred yards. Um and that's the year he, he brings us back against Kansas City. And the greatest comeback ever in my opinion. Well, yeah, in your opinion. You're not a Bills fan. So <laughs> uh third season, even better, forty touchdowns, four thousand seven hundred and sixty one yards, and then the next season he gets hurt. He plays seven games. Was a bad season for him. Fifteen touchdowns, twelve interceptions, eighteen hundred yards. Uh, next, though. next oh, two yeah. seasons, same deal, man. Uh, he's he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt. Seventeen, he doesn't even freaking play, which is not his fault. And and like he said, you know, he would get into this cycle of of being hurt, rehabbing, playing the season, getting hurt, rehabbing, and you know that that takes a, a mental toll on a guy. But then in eighteen, last year he comes in, and I mean nobody, everybody's talking about how old we don't even know if Andrew Luck can throw a football. Course. His career could very yeah. much be over. Even even as fans of the Colts, we were there. That was us too. Comes out, throws thirty nine touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, four thousand five hundred ninety three yards, and I think the Andrew Luck era ends in what if?
1: Oh, it's always going to be a what if, you know. Here's a franchise quarterback, an all generational quarterback in my, in my mind, an all time quarterback. Even though we're playing seven seasons, you know, when you look back, uh, you're always going to say. You know he was one of the top quarterbacks to play, um, but yeah, it's always going to be a what if, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it's sad, but it happens in sports, and the fact that it had to happen to us is is a real shame. Uh, but you know, I I don't think uh, this is the end uh, for this Colts team.
0: I mean, so the you know the NFL the world doesn't stop spinning just because Andrew Luck retired. Where they, where do they go? When they go. I mean, obviously they go to Brissett, but what is that? What do you what do you think that looks like?
1: Um. So obviously the go-to percent, but the offense is going to change immensely. I think you're going to see a lot more pressure on guys like Marlon Mack and Neheim Hines to really uh, carry the load. Um, I think you see us as a as a bigger a, a bigger running team. Um, so the offense changes.
0: Um, yeah, I mean I you know. agree. What do you, do? You, where do, where do you think the ceiling is with Jacoby throwing the ball number seven?
1: We'll see. You know, there the one season, uh, he did play. I think it, you know, twenty seventeen. Um, you know, thirteen touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, you know, the yardage was whatever. Three
0: thousand ninety eight.
1: Yeah, which you know, it's not terrible yardage. Um, but that that's what I'm saying. You know, you have luck throwing for, you know, multiple four thousand yard seasons. And uh so yes you're you're getting, we're not going to throw the we're not going to air it out as much as we uh did with luck obviously. Um, and you know you hope Marlon Mack can come in and be a 1000-yard guy. Okay. I mean yeah,
0: I agree. Um do you think do you think the Colts are are I mean maybe playoff contenders with Jacoby Brissett pl- throwing the ball? I
1: believe they're still playoff contenders.
0: Um, you see this is where I would absolutely disagree.
1: And well, hear me out here. Um, you know, obviously in and you know, you can say I'm biased or whatever, uh, but this is a fact. You know, we were Super Bowl contenders with Andrew Luck and and this team. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, you know, and yeah, going from Luck to Brissett is is a huge setback. Um but I don't think Brissette is so bad and I don't think he's gonna turn the ball over enough for us to be uh out of playoff contention. I think he gets us there. Um, I don't know if we make a playoff run. Uh, I hope we do. That would be incredible. Um, but, I mean, why do you disagree?
0: I don't know, man. I think we, we saw a whole season of what Jacoby Brissett is as a quarterback. He didn't. So I think there's two kinds of quarterbacks in this league. There is a quarterback that elevates a football team, and there's a quarterback that is elevated by a football team. Most definitely. And you can win with both. Obviously, Dak Prescott wins football games. He doesn't I don't I don't think das, Dak Prescott elevates the Cowboys with his throwing ability by any means. No. I think they elevate him. But I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a guy that's going to elevate the team at all because he's a game manager, dude. Best case scenario, I think he's a game manager. He's going to he's going to be Alex Smith and I don't uh, yeah, the Colts are a lot better than they were when he was the starting quarterback in 2017, but they're young. And they're, I w- Outside of T.Y. Hilton and maybe Anthony Costanzo, you're looking at a, still a very unproven roster, which I like the roster. As a fan, I love the roster. I love what they've done with the roster, but I think they're unproven, and I don't think the ha- the, the roster has enough talent to elevate Jacoby Brissett. And I think it's going to be a big goose egg of a season. I think best-case scenario, he's a game manager. They go like 7-9, and nine, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. Worst-case scenario, which is what I, what I actually think is going to happen, you're looking at like 3-13, and 2-14. You know, you're uh, drafting top-three pick. I don't draft. know if
1: we only win two or three games, man. I mean, I, under, I, I get with the game, manage, uh, game manager you know argument. Um, but, you know, you didn't see – you know, Alex Smith was going to playoff games. Um, you you know, mean
0: to tell me that the Colts roster is as good as that Kansas City Chiefs roster was at that time?
1: Uh, You know, no, but I, I don't think we're that far off. And, uh, you know, I, I just I really still think we can make the playoffs. Um, You know, I, I think that Brissette will even step up this season a little bit in the sense of, um, you know, getting more scores. You know, being able to throw a couple more touchdowns. Um, you know, you hope he can throw for you know twenty plus touchdowns.
0: And here's something else I've seen over the course of of my lifetime: is these quarterbacks that that stay that play under Tom Brady and play for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick turns them into draft picks or other other talent avenues. Yep. They don't play well. Ryan Mallett sucked so bad. For the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, is a freaking terrible quarterback. I
1: wouldn't say he can't that.
0: even stay on the field. I guess we don't even know because the man can't stay healthy.
1: Here's the thing. You know, the one bad injury. But what Garoppolo did in the last, what was it, 10 games in San Francisco last season? Or, uh, you know, the season he got there. I mean... No, oh, Whoopi Cai is five games. You know, I, I thought that was you know, but you can't say that he's a terrible quarterback. I, you know. Um, you I, you
0: know I hate Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. You know I, I think I, I think he's a th- smug prick.
1: I think a couple of those guys, yeah, you could say they're system guys. Um, you know, Percette is, I think kind of the same, but we've seen him play decently well for us. Um, you know, not a guy that's gonna. I don't think I
0: don't think a was it three and thirteen season drafting like what third overalls I mean, is, a, is a good season. I'm not
1: saying we had a good season. I'm saying, I don't think he played bad. You know, um, I think you can lay a lot of that on, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you lose your quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think the defense that we have now, uh, you know, the defense then was, was nothing like the defense we have now. And I think we're, our defense is only going to improve this season. Um, so yeah, I think we. Still I mean, I agree there. with you,
0: but I think when you look at the Colts defense, uh, let's look. Let's take the secondary. Malik Hooker and Clayton Gathers. Do they have lots of potential? Absolutely can't stay on the freaking field. Uh, you look at the linebackers. Uh, yeah, Darius Leonard is freaking awesome. All team, all team NFL. Great player. Love Darius Leonard. The maniac. Awesome. Love to watch him. The other linebackers, we have no idea who they're even going to be. We don't know who the starters are. The defensive line. I mean yeah, you had Justin Houston, Hall of Famer, but he is 30, you know, and he has been relatively unhealthy the past couple seasons. You have Al, I think Al Woods and Danico Autry playing the tackle spots. I don't know if I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, Denico Autry had had maybe what you would call a breakout season last year. Um I don't I don't know. I mean, the only the only real bright the spots where I think that the Colts are proven on defense is Darius Leonard. Kenny Moore, and Pierre year, I think that's it. And that's three players, man. There's 11 on the field.
1: Well, here's the thing with the being able to not stay on the field argument. Like, you know. It's a big part of football. It it is a big part. But, uh, you know, you can't just say, hey, these guys are injury prone because, you know, they had injuries, you know, early in their career. I I mean, that's my opinion.
0: I mean, if they have injuries early in their career and their career is still early, I think that warrants them to be – labeled
1: as injury but you have guys that get injured early in the career come back they're
0: fine I mean I guess I just I just think it's gonna I don't know maybe it's the inner I've watched generational quarterbacks play for the Colts my whole life in Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and I just think if we have a game manager we're totally screwed that that's very could be what it is and
1: I I can understand that uh sentiment coming from a lot of Colts fans you know Pretty much for the last –
0: For the first time in my life, someone not named Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning is not on the Indianapolis
1: Colts roster. Yeah, for the last two decades, um, Colts fans have been spoiled with great quarterbacks. Um, But I don't think a lot of Colts fans can just see that we can change and be a different football team. Um, You know, you see teams that are built like this that go to the playoffs all the time. Sure. And sometimes Super Bowls. And I'm not saying we're going to get to a Super Bowl – uh, anytime
0: soon. Um, soon. Something else I think the Colts are going to struggle with early on is an identity. I think they're going to have an identity crisis. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you have Andrew Luck, you know what kind of team you are. You're a passing team. Okay. Andrew Luck's going to go out there. If you get down 17 points in the first half, Andrew Luck can, by all means, bring you back and win you that football game. Jacoby Brissett is not going to do that. And, and that's fine. It, like you said, teams win with quarterbacks like that. Teams win Super Bowls with quarterbacks like that. Not that big a deal. Eli Manning won a pair of Super Bowls. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Like, I get the game managers can win Super Bowls, but, I mean, I guess it's not really the point I'm trying to make. The point is, I think the Colts don't know who the
1: hell they are. And that's a given. Um, You know, you're not going to know. You're going to have an identity crisis when your franchise quarterback retires after seven seasons. Just a surprise retirement. Um so you know, I can see the identity crisis, um, and you know, going back, that's that's on you know a lot of pressures on, on some of the younger guys, especially our running backs.
0: Yeah, I just, I think the future is very bleak for the Indianapolis Colts. I guess nothing but time will tell. It's it's a real unfortunate boo on Ryan Grigson's fault. Uh, I just, it, I'm just sad. I'm just sad oh, as a oh, fan man. for Andrew Absolutely. Luck. I'm sad as a fan of the the Indianapolis Colts franchise. I guess the good news is we got good old Coke Snorting Jim Irsay <laughs> throwing money everywhere, trying to get us
1: to a Super Bowl. Can't say that man doesn't love the team. No, the city. no.
0: I like like we were talking the other night. I wish he would buy the Pacers so that they would so that he could do that. But Jim, it is what it
1: is. Buy the Pacers, man. Get get the Simons out of there.
0: Jim, listen to this podcast, this first episode. Please go over to Simon. Tell him, hey, you know, you don't give a shit about this team or this city. You're a jackass. Let me buy the team from you. And then, boom, slap him in the face with a check and run the Pacers, man. All right, moving on. Um, Zeke Elliott. Uh, this guy is holding out. We got a little maybe potentially a Le'Veon Bell situation going on here um so when I think about Zeke Elliott the first thing that comes to mind is I kind of think he he's a little immature for the game of, of foot not for the game of football but like the stardom that he has acquired over the course of the past couple seasons when I look at his past you know he jumped into the Salvation Army kettle and I actually was at boot camp when this happened so if you could maybe elaborate on what that means because I don't know
1: I, I don't think it's that big of a deal um, you know, you see young guys do, you know, crazy celebrations. Was it a celebration? It was a touchdown celebration, yes. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's that big of a deal, but yeah, obviously. Uh, Some people you know, a do. Lot, a lot of people uh, thought it was disrespectful uh, across the league. And it might have been a little bit, um, but that's Zeke's personality. That's, you know, that's who you're going to get with them.
0: Okay. You got another, another thing here. 2017 suspended six games, accusations stemming from domestic violence on five separate occasions. And that was a whole fiasco.
1: Oh, it was uh trying to get him suspended and and you know suspending the them fighting and, it and, and everything that understand.
0: happened and it It was it was bad and I but I think you learned something from that experience and that is that the Cowboys are not the Cowboys without Zeke Elliott. No. I think they uh, struggled in those six games because Dak, like we talked about earlier, Dak does not elevate the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Zeke, Zeke elev- elevates them. Zeke ele- elevates that team, man, way past what they should be. Um, so, yeah, they, they would be nothing without Zeke. And
0: I know Jerry Jones is like, oh, you know, he's, he's been saying some things. And I think he was saying a joke or maybe not a joke. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Jerry Jones is kind of an idiot in my opinion. But he's saying, oh, we don't, we don't need Zeke. It seems like he's saying we don't need Zeke. To, to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that's just stupid. It's just a stupid, stupid thing to say.
1: Um, you know, I think Jerry knows that too. But, I mean, as the owner of the team, you know, what else are you going to say? You know, uh, and, and for the sake of all the other guys on the team, you can't just say, yeah, we're, we're screwed without this one guy, even though they are. Uh, but as an owner of the team, I get where Jerry's coming from. So you
0: would say the Cowboys, if like if this thing goes to the Le'Veon Bell route, he becomes a free agent, signs somewhere else. The Cowboys are, for lack of a better word, screwed.
1: Oh, yeah, they're they're done. They're kind of
0: doing what the Colts are doing right now.
1: Yeah, uh, I think if they lose Zeke, it's, it's rebuild time.
0: So if you're Jerry Jones and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to give him all this money because – well, for many reasons – one of which he's kind of a – maybe not a hothead, but maybe a little bit of an off-the-field f- yeah, yeah. off yeah. – problem child. Yeah, an off-the-field problem um, child. Is that the only thing stopping him from giving him all this money? Do you think they're kind of cap-strapped and they got to pay Amari Cooper and Dak as well? Do you, do you think they can keep all three of those guys? I know we didn't really talk about this.
1: Uh, kind of going off the book I definitely here. don't think you can keep all three. Um, I don't Cause I
0: heard that Dak was
1: asking for like forty million. Yeah, or Dak something. wanted. They threw, I think, what was it like thirty million at him, and then he said no, and wanted forty mil. So um, obviously, Dax wanting money. Mari's gonna want his money. Okay, so classic. I mean, classic. Guys on the offensive line are gonna want their
0: money. Classic. Kill one, marry one, screw one.
1: Oh, easy. How are you doing it? Y- you gotta marry Zeke. Agreed. Um, that's your franchise. Um, you know, I think you gotta screw Amari uh you know that's you know um that's your second best offensive player and uh you know i think you, you gotta can, kill dax i Dak. think you can kill Dak because i think you can bring in a guy that's gonna run that offense just as well as Dak. and it might be a couple seasons but you know i think you get a lot of guys that if, if Dak goes out you know maybe you have a couple quarterbacks from free agents looking. Dak is
0: nothing special
1: exactly Exactly. So I think you know maybe you know you get a quarterback to come in free agency. So he's looking at, at Dallas like, hey, you know I got a good uh, target downfield target Amari Cooper and you know Zeke's, I got a guy in
0: Zeke Elliott who can run the ball twenty times a game and we yeah. can win a football game. And that Zeke
1: way. makes catches and you know Zeke Zeke on the receiving end too is incredible.
0: He's so. doing all things all things on the field for the offensive side of the football. Exactly. So yeah, so kill one, marry one, screw one. I totally agree. I think you got to marry Zeke and uh, and screw Amari and kill Dak. I mean, I kind of I watched the Cowboys play football and I'm like, I don't I don't know what everyone sees in this Dak Prescott guy. Yeah. I'm not even sure how he won over the game or won over the starting job over Tony, to be honest. And and I even remember when all that fiasco was going on, and it was Tony's team. And and I, Dak is very mature, very professional, really good mm-hmm. guy. Handled it very well. I just don't think Dak Prescott is your franchise quarterback. And he certainly – I wouldn't give him $30 million. I sure
1: as hell wouldn't give him forty. million. I can't believe they threw $30 million at him. And then he – He had, had the balls, balls to say saying, no. I, I deserve more money. You know, I don't think he's done enough. Um, he, he, hasn't, have, have they, he hasn't done
0: enough. What, the, is it last season? is it the first time they won a playoff game? Did they even win a playoff game? They lost against the Saints in the divisional yeah. round. Did they play somewhere? Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't remember. It, it's hard to watch football from okinawa all japan right. when the games are on at freaking two and five in the morning and you got to work um so yeah that's how we feel about zeke uh, let's move on to laramie tunsel as we uh, mentioned yeah, earlier
1: um
0: so there were talks about him them trading jadavian straight up for laramie and the players got all shitty about it they're like oh we're gonna revolt if you trade laramie like laramie's a staple of our team he's one of the best young left tackles in the league and Let's not act like offensive line talent is just everywhere because oh, it, it isn't.
1: It's not diamond. It's not. It's not diamond does um, For Houston to get a guy like Laramie Tunsell, who's possibly a generational left tackle, and is going to be, you know, hold that position down for you know the next ten seasons, um, that's a huge gift for Houston.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the trade, and I want I want you to tell me who you think won. Texans get Laramie Tunsil. Uh, Kenny Stills, who's who's a pretty okay down-the-field guy, really probably just depth. They already have a shit ton of wide receivers that are good. 2024th, uh, 2021-6th, Dolphins received two first-rounders, second-rounder and an offensive line uh, depth guy in Julian Davenport, who's probably going to be their starting left tackle.
1: <laughs> in, in my opinion, I think Miami won this trade. Um, when you get two first-rounders and for a second-rounder for anyone – um, you know, what's not to say that they just can't go out and get another Laramie Tunsil? Well, you know, we did
0: just say that what? offensive
1: line talent isn't just in abundance. Right, but there's usually, a, you know, one or two guys in a draft that, that are, are going to come out. and um, You know, I don't know if you get another Laramie Tunsil, but you're definitely going to get a good, solid guy who's going to be able to hold down that position.
0: Okay. Uh, I think that the Houston Texans have played the Indianapolis Colts every year for two years since their existence, and they saw what just happened with Andrew Luck, and they're like, hey, we actually have a franchise quarterback. Our line's terrible. He got sacked 62 times last year, most in the NFL. We got to protect this kid because he's already been hurt a couple times, and we're not trying to deal with him retiring at 28 years old because we're the Houston Texans, and it's taken us this freaking long to find a goddamn franchise quarterback.
1: And I, I agree. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of teams around the league now starting to take, uh, you know, drastic measures to to get you know good left tackles to get generational linemen. I mean, you know, two first rounders, that's no joke. No, I mean you're 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 giving up, you know, possibly. I think the
0: Dolphins robbed the Texans.
1: I think so too. Uh, you know, you give up two first rounders. You know, you're possibly giving up two future. Uh, franchise guys. Um, so, you know, they pulled the trigger. They felt good about it. But, yeah, man, Miami won this trade.
0: But if you're the Texans, you feel good about it.
1: For sure. For sure. You're not going to feel bad for getting a, a possible generational left tackle.
0: But you hurt yourself in the draft in the future. But, yeah. I mean, and, and some I'll say about Houston, man, I that defense is getting old. J.J. Watt's getting old. They're not getting any younger. The offense. I don't want to call him old, but Lamar Miller just got hurt. I know they traded for Duke Johnson. I don't. He, great receiving back. Don't really think he's that good of a, of a rushing, running back. He's
1: still young, they got
0: Nuke, great wide receiver, probably top three in the NFL. We we're talking about that earlier. Um, I think it hurts a lot to lose two freaking first rounders.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like I said. That's. I mean I, I really can't believe that they, they pulled the trigger on it. Um, you know, and for for Miami, you know I don't Do you know think Miami happened.
0: was flabbergasted? Do you think they were like like did they just really offer us two first rounders in a second?
1: Most definitely. I would be. Um, and that's obviously a trade you can't pass up. But now in Miami, you know, you have your players telling you, Hey, if you trade Dermy Tunsil, we're done. We're gonna lay down.
0: So I think they were already laying down. Fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick is their starting quarterback. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come out in game one or game two, do some crazy shit, win a football game some Baby, yeah. But bad news—that only happens once a season, (laughs) once or twice a season, and then it fades out.
1: I agree, you know. But I, I think uh, so. I think obviously Miami, you know, instead of uh,
0: they were already laying
1: down. Exactly. They so, trade it
0: for Josh Rosen. They already don't believe in him. They're going to start so, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So why wouldn't
1: you make this trade? As, yeah, that's that's, that's play how play I, play I feel about it. Yeah, most definitely. You know, go rebuild. Um, you know, go get a freaking franchise quarterback and you know an, another maybe another generational lineman. You know? uh, and something else happened yesterday.
0: Uh, Shady gets cut from the Bills. He's thirty-one years old. Last season was the worst yards per carry season of his career. The Bills decide to keep old man tank Frank Gore, who I love to death. Yeah, Frank yeah. Gore is, an, is a badass in my book. Frank's
1: all positive of yardage. Right?
0: Yeah. But they cut Shady McCoy, and I know that money goes into it too. You know, you're going to keep one veteran running back. Obviously, Frank's probably playing for the minimum. Shady's got a deal that doesn't fit his production on the field. He joins Kansas City, where Damian Williams is there. Some guy who I have no idea who he is, Darwin Thompson – Um, is their second stringer, probably their third stringer now. What kind of – what's their vision for Shady? Is he going in there and going to be the feature back? And I know that's probably absurd and not going to happen. Are we doing a committee approach with Damian Williams? Is he depth? What the hell is Shady McCoy? Because if I'm an NFL team, the Bills, the freaking Buffalo Bills, who are god-awful and have been inept for the past however many seasons, basically since I've been alive, they cut him, and, and there's like a couple of teams that are like, oh, Shady McCoy, let's go get him. He's 31. He's had the worst season of his career. What's going on, on over there? Here's
1: the thing. I think on Buffalo side of things, you've got Devin Singletary now, uh, right? So, um, yeah, you know, moving on from Shady was a, a no-brainer. Here's a guy that's getting older, obviously. I agree. He's a 31-year-old running back. He's we can save, out. like, $9 million. coming so off the worst season of his career. Um, you know, so, yeah, on, on that side, that's, that's easy. Um, but here's my thing. Andy Reid, um, you know – he does something special with his running backs, and I think Shady has a little bit left in the tank. I don't know exactly if it's going to be a committee. I think Damon Williams, um, he is 27. He's been in that offense a lot longer. Um, I I think he's well. He he's may a be better, in seen. that offense
0: with Kansas City a lot longer. But let's not forget that Shady McCoy's first head coach was Andy Reid. It's not like he's going in there without no idea.
1: And and of course, and that's why I'm saying I think Shady will probably have a good season. Um, I think. You know, Damian Williams is gonna get uh a lot of the time, you know, just because of the receiving work. Um, you know, you have Pat Mahomes now, you're gonna air the ball out. Um but yeah, I think you see a little bit of co- of a committee. Um, I don't know I don't know what Darwin Thompson can do. I'm sure, you know, he's probably gonna you know, bank off some, some big plays in Kansas well, City. Well Kansas City's always got like two or three running backs that do something. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Andy Reid, um he just does something special with running backs, man. If you're a running back, you want to play for Andy Reid. And uh, I think LaShawn's probably excited that he's back with him. Um, so I think you see a little bit of life out of him. And he probably ends up having a pretty good season. He, he probably ends up taking quite a bit of carries from Damian Williams, which is not good news for me because I drafted Damian Williams. Uh, but I still think you don't see him on the field as much as, as Damian. Um, Damian's going to get a lot of the receiving work. Um but, you know, I, I do think this bolsters Kansas City a little bit. I think, you know, if you get, if Damian gets injured or, you know, one of those guys gets injured, LeSean's still very capable back, in my opinion. Um, so. Okay. Okay. So,
0: move on from that. Good signing, not a good signing. We won't know until the season starts and we see what they do. Probably, in my opinion, probably doesn't end up mattering. Kansas City's going to. Yeet the ball down the field to Tyree right. Hill for a retired amount of yeah, yards, yeah. an amazing let's, amount of touchdowns. Let's not think that they don't have Who knows, Pat Mahomes ball. might break the record. Maybe, um, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Um, moving on, Melvin Gordon, and he's holding out. I get it. We talked about this earlier. These running backs, they don't have a long shelf life. They're trying to get the most value out of their legs as possible. 2015, he's a rookie. They draft him. Uh, he's the second all-time leader in NCAA rushing history. Pretty pretty awesome little, little stat there. Uh, rookie year. Single season. Yes. Single season, yeah. Okay. So 2015, 12 games, 182 carries, 641 yards, 3.5 yards per carry, no touchdowns. Rookie year, not that big a deal. 2016, also not so great, 697 yards. Does score 10 touchdowns, which is a lot. 17, 1,100 yards eight touchdowns, and then 18 has a monster year. Well, not monster in the fact of, of, like, yards, but he was hurt a little bit. But the man had 5.1 yards per carry at 885 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's pretty freaking gnarly. And I think that elevates a football team in any capacity.
1: Oh, he definitely uh, – for the Chargers to lose him uh, this season because they obviously suspended the the talks uh, so they can focus and get ready on the season – Um. It hurts, but I think Austin Eckler is going to come in. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be just as dangerous as Melvin, because obviously that's, you know, that's a given. Um, you know, Melvin is 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 a monster, um, but I don't know how bad this really hurts uh, the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, something else I want to talk about, you know, while we're on this topic of of Melvin Gordon holdout. I think we're headed for a pretty gnarly lockout this this uh this summer. I know I'm throwing this at you off yeah. the book. Oh, no problem. Uh uh-huh. You know, I think the CBA's up this year. Uh, I know it's they've been having talks right now. They're dead in the water. These players want NBA money. These players, they see what's going on over there in the NBA, and I you know what I think it, the the thing is with that. There's two things. One, the NBA can pay their players more because there's not as many players on the roster. Of course. You're talking about 53 guys on an NFL roster, and you're talking about, like, what, 12, 13, 14 guys on an NBA roster? No shit they can pay LeBron $40 million a year. Um, Second thing, the NBA is growing in popularity. Oh, uh, yeah. And the NFL is not.
1: In my opinion, the NBA is back on top. You know, um, obviously, you know, you – you talk about basketball year round, um, and you do with the NFL as well uh, it's it, harder it kind of dies out obviously when the NBA is in effect, and the NBA is such a. Long they have free agency season.
0: in March and or um, for the NFL and then they have the draft in yeah. April, then yeah. it's kind of dead pretty much until preseason you know I know they do the OTAs and everything yeah. and you get little snippets, but it's not a lot
1: yeah, and with the NFL you know going back they're, they're, I think they're really are losing fan interest you know going back a couple. Ooh, Years, you know, these guys get in trouble.
0: The guys um, get in trouble, the whole kneeling thing, rushed, whatever the hell that was, um, handled
1: good, poorly. Goodell just being incompetent. Uh, I think it really is losing its popularity. Um, I think it, it kind of loses its popularity more every year. Uh, I mean, people always love Not football. in my mind. I love football. Oh, every and everybody loves football. Um, but to, you know, to say that it is what it was, you know, say 10 years ago, yeah, yeah I think definitely a lockout lingering.
0: This might be kind of on the hot take side of things. Um, I'm not getting into that segment of the episode yet. I just spitballing yeah. here. Yeah. I think this lockout, you know the way boxing died? I yeah. think if this lockout's real bad, I think you might start to see the fall of what the empire they built that is the NFL. I think you might – I think we might see it die. I think we really will. And, yeah, that's real sad to say. I love football. I'll watch it regardless. But I think it's headed down a dark path. And then all these players are going to be like, well, sh- well, shit, I guess we shouldn't have locked out because now we can't even make what we were making before. Because if the owners aren't making money, the players aren't making money.
1: Exactly. You know, I mean, the, the people that are putting their asses in the seat every Sunday – or every Thursday night, you know, every Monday night. You know, that's where you're that's how you get paid. And you know, to have a season where there is no football because uh, the
0: players are on strike. I I I just think we might see the beginning of the
1: end of the NFL. And that is a pretty hot take. And I wouldn't I don't think it's that drastic. To have a lockout is obviously not good. Um, yeah. But to say that you know people are just gonna be like ah eh, you know screw football, um, no you know I don't I, think it's a, a,
0: a belligerent screw football. I think it's a ah uh, well I, yeah football's on but who cares?
1: Exactly. More kind of. I think you kind of you kinda see that. I think you've been seeing that more even without a lockout. You know I think you know people, you know you don't get that. Obviously you can't get a lockout in college football. You know, it's no, like, it's totally. They yeah, don't pay I, the. They don't pay the players. Obviously, you can't get that. You know, that's not even a real. You know, yeah. that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and in my mind, college football. Uh, I think it might grow in know, talk about, popularity. Talking to people, I think college football is probably the most. I don't know. Second most popular sport in the United States, probably. You know. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. And that might be a little bit out of a take, but yeah, honestly, you know, when I talk to people. Um, and I I ask this question quite a bit when I start talking to sports people. You know, would you rather watch pro football or would you rather watch college football? I ask you that question.
0: You asked me that. NFL, all day long. One percent of high school athletes go to the NCAA and play. One percent of that one percent go to the NFL and play. You're talking about the most physically gifted, the most, the most intelligent, the most hardened. The most, the biggest, the baddest mofos in all of NCAA are playing in the NFL, and it's polarizing to watch.
1: Oh, very much so, and you know I I can kind of get with that. I'm more of a pro guy, you know. I
0: I I love college football. They score more points. It's exciting. We just watched uh, the game between uh, Butler or not Butler, Uh, Purdue Purdue and Nevada, uh, Nevada. and that was awesome. That was a great game. Unfortunately, I think you and I kind of found ourselves sitting at the PX in the food court eating kind of rooting for Nevada which was real odd but it was pretty sweet to watch him pull that off.
1: Oh and it was all, and that's what I'm saying, you know, you get that all the time in college football.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: and also a lot of that is because there's so many more games that are going on. Yeah. You know, there's uh, not 32 teams, there's hundreds. You don't get those games every Sunday with the NFL or
0: you know, every month no. or No. You get or- you, you sometimes you get a great a sh- shootout. Sometimes you get a blowout. Sometimes you get the what the Super Bowl was, you a know, defensive, defensive game, stalemate. which is yeah. enjoy, enjoying. I enjoy it, but a lot of in a, to a lot of as our as our friend says, you know, to the non-educated NFL f- fan who doesn't appreciate the score not being twenty-eight to yeah. thirty-five, may not appreciate the game in the same way that you and I do. Watching a defensive stalemate, watching them beat the shit out of each other on off on defense. And that's fine, you know, I know everybody enjoys the game their own way, they do their own thing. Some people just want to get, get drunk and watch a quarterback throw for five freaking touchdowns. I get that, that's cool, but it's not always going to be that way.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying, you know, uh, to, you know, to the casual fan, uh, and this goes for any sport, you know, you want to see, you know, you want to see people score. High-flying dunks
0: and one-handed catches.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you want to see that, and... And that's what I'm saying, you know, more people are casual fans than they are, you know, real... What, what I would fans. consider us to be. Yes, exactly. And, you know, you don't get... I mean, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of guys like us, but there's a lot more casual guys, you know. Sure, sure. So, yeah, going back, I, I think, yeah, you're definitely seeing a, a very sharp fall in uh, popularity of the NFL. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And I mean, like I said, it might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think that you might see the beginning of the end.
1: But Talking about hot takes. This is our next segment. Um, we're gonna last segment. Gonna have a little fun with it here. A fun. Uh, me and Riley both have uh, two hot takes each uh, about what uh, we think might happen this Neither
0: one of us has seen them. This is.
1: We're probably going to get mad at each other, so... So bear with us. Cover your ears if you have small children. Go ahead, Justin. All right, my first hot take. I think Joe Flacco oh, leads God. the Broncos to the playoffs. Oh, season.
0: my God.
1: Get the hell out of here, man. I think, Flacco is garbage. I think maybe not even the wild card either. I think they get straight to the divisional. What do you think about that?
0: I think that's retarded. I think that's dumb, and I don't like it. Here, here's my <laughs> There's no. How
1: do you think that's retarded?
0: Can you even name a receiver on the Denver Broncos roster who's not Emmanuel Sanders? I can't.
1: Cortland Sutton.
0: Oh, uh, Cortland Sutton rookie. sucks a fat one.
1: He was a rookie last season. Oh. You can't even say that. Oh. Rookie last season. I think. I started, like Philip he? Lindsay. He's not. He's, a really he's not
0: what what Flacco's always had in the Ravens. Yeah, they have a good defense. They're getting old. They're not <laughs> what they were with Peyton Manning.
1: No. I think this could totally... The Broncos
0: are going to be terrible again.
1: I think this could totally come back to bite me in the ass, but, uh, you know, Joe Flacco's got some new life. Um, <laughs> At, like, what,
0: 35 years old, Joe Flacco's got so, a second win?
1: Because so we'll his first win but, was so good. That's one of my absolutely crazy hot takes, but... there. It Joe is.
0: Flacco <laughs> leads the Denver Broncos on a playoff run. Let's see what you got. All right, here we go. Sam Darnold takes the oh, Jets... God. When's the AFC East eleven and five. Patriots go nine and seven.
1: That's worse than mine. Sam really? Darnold taking the Jets to yeah. an eleven and five record. Yeah. Yeah, you should be saying Le'Veon Bell taking the Jets to an eleven and
0: five. Okay, Le'Veon Bell, yeah, sure. Whatever. And
1: even then they're still not gonna get to an eleven and five.
0: Eleven and five, bro. And if
1: you think the Patriots end up at nine and seven Tommy's getting old, man. He's going to die. Tom, He's going to die Tom, someday. Tom Brady is an actual wizard, and he will torture us with his fucking presence for the rest of time.
0: No way, bro. Actually, Sam Bill. Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, win the AFC East
1: at 11-5. You sound like Skip Bayless.
0: <laughs> All right, what's your
1: next one? My second hot take, I think Juju Smith-Schuster has more receptions and yardage this year than Antonio Brown. I, I think I'd get behind that. I think it's a pretty hot take, Matt.
0: I'll I'll say this. Big Ben is not what Big Big used to be. They don't have Le'Veon Bell anymore. There's gonna be a lot of attention on Juju. I don't really know if they have a, a, a another tight end or another receiver that can that can hurt the Steelers or can the Steelers can hurt the other team with. I think Juju is going to be a big focal point of their offense, and, ah, uh, man, I don't know. I think the Raiders have more weapons, and I think that and less I attention gets... I would say that.
1: I think Antonio Brown is more equipped to have a better season, but I think Juju outplays him this season, and mm. I, I'll love to see it.
0: I'm not going to say that I, I can't get behind that, but Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. All, all diva bull bullcrap that he pulls aside. His ridiculous haircuts, and I'm not playing because I can't wear my helmet because I'm a little baby. Whatever. I think AB is a generational talent, and he's not. I mean, he's getting old, yeah, but he's not that old, not yet. And I think he'll be just fine as long as he stops wearing wet socks uh, in the incubation chamber or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah,
1: take care of your feet, Antonio. Yeah, dude. What Rule the hell? What
0: yeah. the hell? You get frostbite? Like you're a freaking receiver, dude. And your your feet are gonna fall off. Your feet make you money, dude. Your feet and your hands, they're like, whatever. Um, I don't fine. think it's that that bad. Let's I, think I can get behind that. this. Let's Here let's we go. Jimmy let's G play. plays entire season, sucks a huge dick, <laughs> 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 throws more picks than touchdowns. Is next Brock Osweiler. G- the GM and Kyle Shanahan are fired, and they have to <laughs> <laughs> salary. Oh they, have to salary oh they have to salary dump. They have to salary dump. They have to salary dump Jimmy G to the Browns.
1: Oh my God! Why? Why? The Browns wouldn't even take it if that happened. My God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sucks, sucks a huge I, dick, man. I, I, listen, just because uh, you lost in Madden with Jimmy G and you got your Jimmy G game.
0: is terrible.
1: And Lamar Jackson ran for 150 yards and three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson's garbage. Um, don't ever say that uh, <laughs> these words on my podcast again. I, I. Phew.
0: Yeah, no, Jimmy G plays entire season, sucks a huge dick, throws more picks than touchdown. <laughs> he's the next Brock Osweiler, man.
1: Hell of a hot take, but I don't think he's the next Osweiler. <laughs> yep. uh, I, I, Kyle Han-
0: Shanahan's fired,
1: bro. No, man, I think Jimmy G has an all-right season. Um, I don't think the Niners do anything special. I don't think Jimmy does anything special yeah
0: throws more interceptions than touchdowns i, I
1: doubt it man i, I really doubt it um, i don't he probably ends up injured again honestly
0: number 10 uh, is number yeah. 10 for the san francisco 49ers is a big pile heaping know. pile of dog shit
1: honestly i think the the biggest hot take out of that is that you think he's gonna play the whole season
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't even stay on the freaking field dude your ceiling is leaking
1: i know man it always leaks. welcome to the marine welcome corps the way of marine life
0: corps. Dude, right that looks horrible. Free water, man. <laughs> just lean back and just drink it as it comes out of the ceiling. Free water. I don't know if that's healthy with all that black mold up there, bro. I don't think you can just drink it out of the ceiling.
1: Yeah, dude. I probably shouldn't even be breathing in this air. Yeah. I don't think that's mold, though. I think.
0: That's- all right, we're getting off track. That's uh, bros, beers, and sports for the week. We'll see you next weekend. Uh, we're gonna do some more, sp- some other sports stuff. NBA. Uh, we'll do a little prediction uh thing going on with the nba but i uh, hope you had fun with the hot takes i know i did don't forget jimmy g sucks a huge dick will throw more interceptions than touchdowns you guys have a nice night